Hey, this is Gerd's Handel, and welcome to the Inner Light Project. This show is for anyone who's wanting to lead a happier, healthier, and enlightened life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can shine your inner light. Welcome to the first episode of The Inner Light Project. I'm so excited to share this space with you and bring you some enlightening stories from the most vibrational beings on the planet. Now, my first guest today is helping people to work in their flow as a fitness expert. Ali Retti helps people to be kind and loving to themselves and their bodies and work at their own pace. Ali, it's an absolute pleasure having you on the show and thank you for joining us. You know, the last time we had you on the show, we, we talked about your story, how you transformed your life and how you're helping people. And yeah. um, so this time I wanted to talk to you about the power of self-love and relationships because we're coming up to like the 14th of February, as you know, it's one of those special days <laughs> in the calendar. Um, and I'd love to talk to you about how, how the listeners can work towards being more loving and healthy in their relationships with themselves. Yeah, I love this topic. I think it's so important. And I really think that it flows into so many other aspects of our lives. You know, I think we are, we as humans, we're wired for connection. And um, this is such a, such a special topic. So I'm really, really excited to be here and and collaborate with you because I just, I love your work. I love your energy. And um, I just, I always love our conversation. So I'm really looking forward to this. Or I love you too and I love the work as well that you do because it's so interesting and it's I love the way how we both went through that perfectionism you know growing up with it and how we're now just free from it and just in our flow yes I I like to think that I'm free from it I still think that it's um it's something that I always have to like remind myself of and be very aware of because it kind of can sneak in in different ways. Um, but I, I think that the awareness has really helped me move past it for the most part and and help it to not take over my life in ways that it used to, which I'm sure you can relate to. Yeah, you're right. It's true. We can never let the perfectionism go. That's very true. However, we can always shift it. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's just now I have the tools in my toolbox to to be able to do that. Whereas before, I was kind of in this sense of um, of denial. And so I think when we're in denial, then of course we're still very much living in the thick of it. You know. Yeah. So how can we? How can self love relate to fitness? The fact that, you know, you can, you can be eating great, you can be exercising really regularly, you can be doing all the things, GERDs, correctly um, from the outsider's perspective. But if on the inside and at home behind closed doors, you are consistently having negative conversations with yourself about your body, um, it, it really has a huge impact on your results. You know, I don't think that I don't think that it's far off to say that um, the inner work is really what creates the outer transformation. And what I have found is when I shifted to doing more of the internal work and really asking the hard questions of myself and really nurturing the idea of self-love, that is really when I got the results I was looking for because you can't, if you don't love yourself, then no matter what you're working towards, it's, it's never going to be enough, right? And that so ties back to the perfectionism. Yeah. And so, 
No, just that it's, you know, they're so interconnected. And for me, the journey of self-love is constantly evolving. It's a, it's a very consistent thing throughout my day. And I have found that, you know, my morning routine is so sacred for me to really make sure that I start my day off on the right foot and that I'm in a really good headspace for all the people in my life for, you know, my husband, the people that I, you know, see at the gym, the people that I interact with during the day, that is really my responsibility to make sure that I am in a really good place so that I can, I can be giving of the love and the peace and the light and the joy that I feel like I'm here to give. And when you kind of get a new client on board, it what's, would you say that a lot of it is to do with self-love that is the reason why they can't let go of that perfectionism? Absolutely. I, during the, the height of my perfectionism struggles, Gerds, I did not love myself. I was confused about who I was and what I was here to do. It was, it was very um, centered around me. And a big learning piece for me has been, I think there's a big distinguishing factor. I think self-care is so important, but also shifting and understanding that the more you focus on you, the worse you feel. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but you can, you can give yourself self-care. But also I found that as I stopped focusing on me and my body and all the things about me. And I started to focus on other people and, you know, getting myself outside that box. That's really when I started to feel better. It's like loosening the grip and, um, not having this heightened sense of focus all the time about my body, what I'm feeding it, how I'm exercising it, all those things. It's like, as I started to let go, that's when really things started to flow and to fall into place. And that is when I really discovered, okay, it's because I love myself and I'm really focusing on all the internal stuff and I'm focusing on other people and so much less on the nitty gritty. I mean, can you relate to just being really obsessed with something? And it seems the more you obsess, the worse it gets, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, growing up, I had um, an eating disorder, but it wasn't to do with the food. It was to do with my own emotions. And it was the only thing I felt like I could control at that time. Mm. So yeah. the more I became obsessive with it, the more toxic it became in my life and the more obsessive I became <laughs> the the love kind of for who I was kind of went out the window it was more about that goal that I yeah I, it kind of just lost myself and who my identity was just because I was so focused and obsessive over that goal that I forgot to give myself that self-care and that self-love and say hey, yeah it's okay <laughs> exactly it's it's one of those things where you have it, it, it it's a tough journey I mean I I say that it was probably one of the toughest things I've experienced because when I was going through it, all I could think about was, I just, I don't know how I'm ever going to get out of this. Like I can't picture my life outside of this bubble that I'm living in. And when I chose to loosen the reins, which also meant, you know, gaining weight and not being so restrictive with what I was eating and all of that. It's interesting to me now being so far out of it and on the other side everything's kind of come full circle because now I, it, it's just so, it's so natural for me. You know, I, I choose healthy things to eat because they make me feel good. Um, 
you know, I exercise because it makes me feel good. I do all these things because mentally and emotionally it makes me feel good. And that's what I'm more focused on rather than the external and chasing, chasing this thing that doesn't really exist. Yeah, because everything starts from within. If we can't love ourselves, how can we love what we're doing and love the people around us, right? Right. And especially with especially with a partner, you know, during that time of struggle was, you know, I, I was single for probably five years and, you know, for quite a while I wasn't ready to date anyone. Um, but when I was at the time, I didn't realize that I wasn't ready because I was deeply struggling, right, with the obsession of perfectionism, with the obsession of my body. And I, there's no way that I was ready to um, focus on someone else because I, I didn't even love myself, you know. And my husband always says, like, he's like, you have to be your own best friend. You have to love yourself in order to be able to give, you know, all that you are to someone else. And so it's, it's funny to me that when I met him, I was really um, – I was well into my self-love journey and I was ready to be able to accept someone else as they are because when you're a perfectionist, you're super critical of yourself, but you're also really critical of other people. And that can be hard to admit, um, but it kind of comes with the territory, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting that you brought that up actually, because yesterday I was talking to somebody and, and they that they just want to be loved by somebody that that is their goal in life and and I was talking about how like we have to be that mirror like we can't expect somebody to turn up there and then if we're not doing their work on ourselves so what we kind of want the qualities in that person we need to mirror that ourselves in order to attract it yes agreed agreed and um it's you're you're absolutely right and for me I think about all the conversations that him and I have had about um, just how when we met, he was always encouraging me to make sure that I was okay with spending time by myself and loving myself. And what I've realized over the course of our, our time together is that it is not his job to make me happy. It is my job to, and that's why I mentioned the, the the morning routine. It's my job to make sure that I'm in the best place that I can be because it's not his job to make me happy in this life. It's, it's awesome that it enhances my happiness, but it's really scary that for a while I kind of relied on him to make me happy. And that's a lot of pressure to put on a partner, right? So when we can take that initiative and that, again, that ownership of, nope, it's actually on me to make sure that, that I'm happy inside and that I'm showing up my best. And then your partner is really just enhancing it. And I think it makes your relationship stronger and also lighter because you're not putting all this pressure on them. Because it's a lot to be like, my happiness is riding on you, right? Right? <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I feel like... And what I was trying to say to this friend of mine yesterday is that she needs like it's it's all about self loving because when we love ourselves, it's kind of like myself with my journey as well. Like when I went on my journey of just loving myself and accepting myself, I wasn't expecting a partner to come along. It kind of just happened. But when I wasn't working on myself, it was like, why is it not happening? Why me? <laughs> right? For sure. Why? Well, that's. I mean, I'm sure anybody who's listening to this can relate to that. I know I can. It was. I definitely was in that place of like, why me? And. Um, 
you know, we were talking before we started this interview, um, and I'd, I'd love to hear, you know, you've gone through so much with, with your health and everything, but this last year, um, you know, between the time that we recorded the last interview was really me embarking on a spiritual journey that I had no idea would bring me to a place that I'm at now, which is, um, a, a place where I can really take ownership for, for everything. And it feels really good because it makes me feel like I'm in control in a positive way, not in like a, an obsessive way, but like a, you know, if something goes wrong in a certain relationship or friendship, it's like, okay, what was my part in this? Um, you know, what could I have done better? Um, and it feels really, really empowering. And it's also improved the quality of my relationships. I mean, my relationship with my family is the best it's ever been. I feel like the my relationship with my husband is the best it's ever been. And I say that because I, I thought that I was happy before, but after embarking on this spiritual journey and really tapping into all that I am and all that I was gifted with has made me realize that I am so much happier than I used to be because now I wake up and it's like, it's all about, you know, appreciation. Um, you know, what am I grateful for? And these things can sound really cheesy, but they have transformed my life, my relationships, my business, how I show up in the world. And it's, it's just been this really freeing feeling of knowing that I'm not alone and also that I have more control than I thought that I did because I used to be in a very reactive place. And now I, I feel very much that I'm not reacting to things on most days when I, when I do the work. Um, and that feels good because that's where a lot of the fear came from before the reaction, right? Yeah. I love that. I, I, I really love that because it, it's what you're kind of showing everyone is that when we work from within and we connect so deeply with ourselves that we love ourselves, that we're not scared to be true who we're supposed to be, that we no longer allow the external world, if you want to call it, to affect us anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a kind of like perfectionism. That is a, a constant reminder. And I mean, I wouldn't be being transparent if I didn't admit that I still struggle with external things. I struggle a lot less. I feel like I have a grip on my life in a very different way, in a way that brings me peace. Um, you know, I used to resist meditation and I don't know about you, but it's like the things that we resist the most are clearly <laughs> the things that we need the most. And it, it, yeah. it really, it brings such a sense of, of peace to take that time to just be quiet, to be peaceful, you know, to do some stretching, um, you know, to write in my journal in the morning. I mean, I noticed such a difference the days that I, that I don't get a chance to do it, which is rare than the days that I do. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's really been amazing this, this, this last year and how much it has transformed my thinking. Um, and it's also hard girds. It's like letting go of, of relationships and things that also don't serve you. And that can be hard too, as you're growing, sometimes you're growing apart from certain people and it can be hard to let go of that. Yeah, I remember the first time when I had to let go of certain situations and people and it was it was very hard because we feel like we need to have those people in our life and you know because that's what we've kind of grown up with or like these were our closest friends like when we were younger but it's all about realizing how does that person fit into your life right now? 
how how do they make you feel and how do you make them feel are you helping to inspire or better them and vice versa are they doing the same thing and I remember the first time it was it was so hard I think it took me like a year (laughs) to like get over it um but as I as I've grown over the years it's now I kind of see like if something does happen like that it's like okay what was I what was I there to learn from them or what was the blessing in that situation Yes. And I, I love that. And I think that's so, that speaks volumes about who you are, that, that ownership piece of what, what did this teach me? What, what am I here to learn rather than, you know, our old selves of like, why me? Like, why is this happening to me? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, what have I done? Like, how did they treat me like that? And all those kind of questions that we would usually say to ourselves. It's so true. I think it's like learning that everybody, we're all part of each other, right? We're all part of Source. And Source is going to teach us things in different ways through other people, whether that's a learning curve or that's a blessing in a, in a disguise. And it's knowing that... Amen. Yeah. Like, it's knowing that that person was there for that point in your life for a reason. And if, it, if they're not supposed to be, it's okay. Like it's kind of, it goes back to perfectionism. It's about letting it go and surrendering, isn't it really? Oh my gosh. You, you totally just nailed it because it is, I often will feel bad. Like I think the hardest is as we get older, we start to realize that our, our friendships are dwindling. Um, <laughs> you know, like when we're kids, we have a lot of friends and when we're in college, we have a lot of friends. And then as you, you know, as you, um, have a relationship, you have a career as you, you get married, eventually, you know, if you have kids or what, or whatnot, you realize that your circle is getting smaller and smaller. And that sometimes can be hard to grapple because it's just so different, isn't it? Yeah. But what I have realized, my dear, is that if you keep holding on to those relationships that kind of no longer serve you or serve them, that eventually it will break down some way. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Or, or absolutely. It's, it's been a learning lesson of, of, of quality over quantity, but also yes. that, um, that it's tough when you think that a relationship is supposed to be uh, for a lifetime. You know, you've had this feeling of we've been friends for 10 years and, you know, this person knows so many things about me. And so when things go awry, it, it can be disheartening. It can be, you can start to feel like, wow, I shared a lot of my heart with this person and mm-hmm. I really thought that they were going to be around for a lifetime. And so sometimes it's just hard to let those go. Mm. It's well, I feel like the universe is trying to say like, Hey, if you're not going to let them go, I'll show you. How to oh, trust me. Trust me. I mean, and that's, that was my experience this last um, December, you know, in our last, um, uh, Mercury, Mercury retrograde, it was like, I just, I felt this, like a lot of friendships were, there's just in different energies and they were working themselves out. And some of them worked out in ways I, I never saw coming and it was difficult. Um, but I feel peace with it because I don't, I don't have hard feelings. I think that it's okay. And sometimes we're growing in different directions. And so just right now, it's not the right time. And maybe Maybe it will be the right time again, or maybe it won't be. Um, but again, it feels freeing to not hold on to that and to not be so stressed about, you know, well, this was supposed to be, you know, for a lifetime. Instead, it's like, okay, I, I send you with love. I send you with peace. And that's really all I can do and, and just kind of move on with life, you know? Absolutely. Well, it's like the way I kind of see it is that sometimes we have to step away from each other to allow ourselves to grow. And it, like, just like you said, if, if they come back, that then you know that that person was supposed to be back in your life. But we need to allow each other to breathe in order to grow sometimes. Oh, that's a good because quote. That that's person- a good quote. We need to breathe in order to grow. Yeah, it because 
it is like the old adage, you know, you, you never know what you have until it's gone. And that is so, so true in its purest form that, that it's easy to, uh, to not appreciate something until you don't have it anymore. And then you realize what a big piece of it, uh, of your heart it was. And, um, it can be, it can be a powerful lesson, you know, it can be a, a, a really, really powerful lesson. And so if we, if we kind of don't let go as well, it's like, we're stopping that person from growing as well and going on their journey. And um, that's what I, I kind of found. And funny enough, actually with, with the kidney operation, my dear, like, like you said, during the Mercury retrograde, oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. It was teaching me a lot of things. It was almost like once the kidney was healed, it was releasing all of the old kind of baggage from the past or like relationships that didn't, like you said, serve the, my purpose at the moment. And I, and I just surrendered and I thought it, I honestly feel like it was the best thing I ever did because it allowed me to be more truer in myself and be more understand myself more than I ever do, have done before and not question and doubt like my thought process, which sometimes we kind of do. We do. It's a very powerful <laughs> tool, I feel. The universe, it's, it's been interesting as I have learned so much about, you know, source and, you know, connecting with myself that, the things that I used to find ironic are, are, are not ironic. And it's also amazing what we're able to manifest and how quickly. And that can work both in the positive and the negative. Yeah, that's very true. 100% agree with you that. Yeah. It's very powerful. Very, very powerful. Gosh, you've got my mind thinking everywhere. <laughs> I know, I know. And I, I, feel like I, I feel like I do this. I go off on tangents, but it is also connected. I mean, I, I so believe in, you know, the self-love piece and the, and the body and the spiritual, it's all, it's all connected. I mean, there's, you, you can't have one without the other and you don't have to believe the same thing that someone else believes. You can call it source. You can call it God. You can, um, you know, whatever your, your higher power is that you believe. I just, I feel that when we are connected to that, whatever that is in our lives, um, that is when we are closest to who we, we truly are. And that's what I have found for me is, um, it just, it feels so comforting and, and life has become so much more beautiful and simplified as well. I love that. I love that. It, I can hear it actually, like from the last time I interviewed you, I can hear your journey actually <laughs> in a way I can hear the flow, the connectedness, the surrendering and just trusting in yourself. I can hear it. Oh, well, I appreciate that. That's, that's really, really kind of you. I, I feel so grateful because, you know, do you ever feel like this, that you discover things later in life that you, you've always known were in you, even from the time you were a kid? Absolutely. And now they're starting to surface and it's like, it was only a matter of time, but you always knew that it was there. You, you just, you always knew, you always had that feeling as a kid and something didn't exactly line up. And so it's almost like that. Do you remember that game Tetris where the, 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 the pieces fall down and they like, they cross together in the perfect way. Yeah. I sort of feel like in the spiritual realm, I, my Tetris game, I, I have won, so to speak, and that it's, it's, it's aligned. And for many years I was searching and, and things just didn't feel quite right. Um, things felt a little too pressureful or, um, you know, for me being in, being in a church, I, I, 
I didn't feel the connection. I felt a lot of, um, I felt a lot of judgment. And, mm. and I, what I've realized is that I don't have to be in a church to have a deep spiritual connection. Yes. Um, in fact, I feel the most connected when I'm walking by the ocean or walking on a mountain trail. Um, that is what like nature, you know, and it's no surprise that, you know, my, my Zodiac sign is I'm, I'm a very grounded person. So it's no surprise that those yeah. things, you know, really resonate with me, just the, the earth and being, being grounded with the earth. So, um, it's been cool. It's just open my eyes, meet people. Um, you know, now I have all these friends that are psychics and Reiki's. And I mean, if you had told me this five years ago, I'd been like, you're crazy. What is that? You know? Uh, but now it's so fun. I, I just get to learn and, and soak all this stuff up. And it's, it's really, really cool to expand your mind and to be open to modalities that maybe weren't part of your upbringing, or maybe you never thought would be part of your life, but you get to pick and choose certain things that, that really bring a lot of beauty and joy to your life. If somebody told me as well, like I would, I would not be a, like, I would give up health journalism and go on this spiritual route. I would be laughing at them like me, no, somebody who would like rather go to the pharmacy than go to a spiritual person. But it's like, we've always known about all these spiritual modalities and all these healing modalities. It's just sources bringing us back to who we originally were and what our ancestors had done. And it's just allowing that to flow. I think a lot of it, again, kind of links to when we were growing up like you know when we're kids like as you know when we're a baby where we have that self-love source gave us that self-love and we, we mm-hmm. and as a baby we're like expressing that love to everybody else we're showing them that joyful side and it's reminding them to go back to their inner love but then suddenly as we go older society tells us what we need to do and behave and act and suddenly that self-love becomes doubt and suddenly we begin to doubt ourselves and then we have the inner critic and it's like the inner critic takes over the self-love and then when we have these like whether you want to call them life transformational moments or like healing our life moments, that's when it's almost like we're coming back to source. We're coming back to that inner love that source gave us from day one. And it's like you said earlier, it's reminding us to go back to those inner child, like the things that we did growing up, because that was always our love for source and ourselves. Oh, amen. When I, when I was doing quite a few live events this last year, one of the things we talked about, you know, when you ask somebody a question of, you know, well, if you could do anything right now, what would you do? And it's even hard for people to answer that question because as adults, we've, we've, we've gone into this place of um, like, we, I have to be realistic and I, I have to be so matter of fact, instead of allowing yourself to dream and be more childlike, which I believe creates more joy and flow in your life. Um, and so when people are able to get to that place, their childhood is, is sprinkled with all of the answers. And usually it's the things they wanted to do as a kid that they still want to do, but somehow it got shut down by, you know, maybe a, a relative or a friend or somewhere along the way they were told that they need to be realistic and they need to just hunker down, get a nine to five job. Um, and I think that has been one of the coolest things for me is just to realize I just always knew Gerd that like, I was not meant to be in that world. Nine to five, show up, sit at a desk. Like it feels so suffocating to me. And it's funny if you look back at my journey, I've never really had one of those jobs. I've always had a job where I I was very mobile. Um, no two days were ever really the same. And it's it, it's interesting. Our childhood is a, is a big indicator of, of what we wanted to do. And I want to go back to something that you said that was really, really beautiful. You know, you said like separating 
you know, our, our inner critic, the, the ego. Have you read the book, The Untethered Soul? Oh, I haven't known actually. Okay. So The Untethered Soul, it's, when I say it's a difficult read, it's a slow read because understanding the ego, I, I personally find can be challenging at times. Um, it's challenging to read because it's so truthful. And sometimes reading the truth is really hard. But what it talks about is if you can imagine your inner critic, your ego, as a person, so this goes back to self-love, Gertz, if you can imagine that as a person, you would talk to it very differently than you probably <laughs> do in your head. And I know that sounds so simple, but it really shifted things for me. I was like, oh my goodness, that's so true. I mean, I wouldn't say all the things or I wouldn't allow, I wouldn't allow my ego to say all those things to an individual. And so it's separating the two and realizing that you are not your thoughts. So you're going to get hundreds of thousands of thoughts. And if you can just let them pass by and understand that it's not really you, it's, it's your, it's your brain's protective mechanism. It's constantly protecting you from, um, you know, fear and all these things. And so if you can, learn to separate yourself from that difficult, a constant, you know, daily battle, I think. Um, but it can be really freeing and it, and it could be the difference between what is blocking you from doing what you actually want to do. Because it's, I, I, I guarantee it's probably your mind. It's probably, you know, your mind and the 5,000 messages you're being sent, you know, via advertising, social media and all that mixing together in one big pot and then it's like well yeah that's that's really overwhelming isn't it yeah absolutely like yeah you just got me thinking <laughs> um it's so true because like even like our bodies as well like being healthy it's all to do with being kind to ourselves right it's all to be like we'll, we'll be we'll critique ourselves like you know what we had for dinner what we had for breakfast what we had for lunch and we're always critiquing but if we were like you said I had that as a person we wouldn't do that we'd be like oh it's okay totally and think like imagine <laughs> imagine Gerds if you spent the amount of time and I don't mean you I mean just like the proverb like in general imagine if we spent that time that the, the time we spend being so critical about what we ate how we exercise and blah 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 Imagine if we spent that time giving appreciation, you know, for all the things that we have. I'm so grateful that my body can move. I'm so grateful that I am able to afford to put nourishing food into my body. That was the absolute game changer for me. And every morning without fail, I started this a year ago. So right around the time we had our last interview. And of course I've missed a few days because I'm not perfect. But it has been so powerful. I write down in the futuristic terms how my day went. So in the morning when I write in my journal, I say, thank you so much for such a phenomenal group fitness class today. Thank you for all of the amazing friends that I made today. Thank you for the ease and the flow of, of moving my body and nourishing it. And it, it puts me in this a higher vibration and I believe that that's why these things have become more second nature and more natural to me because I'm writing them down as if they already exist. And that is a powerful tool. You know, if you want to manifest something, you have to believe and have that feeling and that knowing as if you already have it and it's already present in your life. 
Otherwise you're resisting it, right? So if you're constantly talking about how mad you are that you didn't eat this or how you're so fresh or you didn't exercise like this. You're just resisting the very thing that you want to come into your life. Mm. You're just holding yourself back from having that love and, tr- and, and yeah. yourself to- we self-sabotage. We sabotage. Yeah. We, we get to this place. Um, the book, the big leap. Have you heard of this book? The big leap. Heard about the big leap. Yeah. Okay. So Gay Hendricks, he talks about the upper limit problem and how, you know, for, for some of us, it's fear of failure, but for most of us, it's, we are, we are terrified beyond, me- or we are afraid that we are powerful beyond measure. Mm. And that for me was like, even just saying that out loud, that is my truth. I am actually the most scared of, of my own potential and my own power. It's, t- it can be terrifying, right? So mm-hmm. I see this a lot with food and with fitness is, uh, people get to this certain point and then it's almost like they don't feel worthy of it. And so they sabotage and they, and they go right back to that set point, you know, that set point mm-hmm. instead of breaking through that glass ceiling and saying, it's okay that this is becoming natural. It's okay that I'm enjoying something that was once not enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. I think as well a lot of people are so afraid to shine their inner light and accept this is who I am and you know like your business as well RetiFit like that is how you shine your light that's your inner light shining and because you're standing up for being your self-love in sorry you're shining through that I can't even say one second (laughs) no I get what you're saying yeah yeah it's it's shining through you in your business and that is a reflection of you and that is what energy you're giving out to everybody else to help them to also raise their vibration and realize actually they can be that the better version that they they, they dream to be that they've hold themselves back for I don't know if that make, that's making sense <laughs> no it makes it makes perfect sense and you know something I want to be really honest about is I I struggled for many years girds with the, the, um, scarcity mindset. Um, I was stuck in scarcity for a long time. You know, I, I would, you know, I would at times feel happy for other people, but a lot of times I felt, I felt jealous. I felt like, why not me? And I, that's been one of the most powerful things. Again, taking ownership in this spiritual journey is realizing that I truly have shifted into abundance. You know, perfect example this month I was, I was asked to help out with, um, you know, being a part of this large, uh, spiritual community. And I would, you know, represent the, um, the fitness side and be able to consult with them. And it was, it was a great opportunity. It just, it unfortunately didn't work with, um, with my schedule. It wasn't in flow. And the old me would have just said, no, thank you. Um, you know, it doesn't work for me, but the new me was like, Hey, you know what? This doesn't work for me, but I know three amazing women that I could connect you with. And she was like, yeah, I would love that. And it, it honestly brought me to tears because it, it shows me, it shows me my own growth. And it's, it's sad that I lived in that space for so long. And so the reason I share this vulnerable story is that if you're there right now and you live in scarcity, it's okay because it's kind of the world that we live in. But what I want to express is just the beauty that lies in the abundance, in trusting that if not this, then something better. That if it's not this opportunity to set it free and, you know, to send it to someone else, because that's going to come back tenfold. And I truly believe that now. And I didn't believe that before, Gerds. I I didn't because 
I was scared that if I didn't hold on to everything that came, that I, I, that there wouldn't be anything left for me. And now I believe there's this whole universe of stuff. That's just, that's just waiting to show up in my vortex, you know? Yeah, that's such a beautiful realization as well. And I think it's a lot, it's a, it's a struggle that many people have within business. And I think business is a very powerful tool for everyone to realize like about themselves and their love for themselves and how we can help each other. Because you're right, I feel like a lot of people are so scared to like, you know, give a contact because oh, that's going to affect me or something. But sometimes things happen because it's not our timing, like divine's mm-hmm. timing. It's you know, like you gave away, you know, you get shared three contacts with this person, but there'll be a time where those contacts will give you one of the biggest contacts out there. And that will be the right divine timing for you to be on that stage. Yes, you're so right. And I, I, as hard as it was for me to let go, I can also say that it was very natural. Like literally my, my source inside me was like, it's not your time, Allie. Here are the three people immediately that I want you to connect her with. And it felt good. It felt so good to give it away and to give it to such deserving, incredible women who the old me would have found as my competition. We're in the same industry. And the new me is like, you know what? There is room for all of us because the way that you do your work, Gerds, if, if you were in fitness, is going to be totally different than the way that I do that. And I, I fully trust that now. And I didn't trust that before. And I also think that it's the reason that I didn't resonate with this industry for so long is because scarcity is running rampant in the fitness industry. And I get it because we're all just trying to survive. We're all trying to pay our bills. And the truth is that trusting that the right people will show up when they're supposed to, and that sometimes giving someone to someone will come back tenfold. It, it, it takes balls. It takes balls. You know, I mean, it it really does. And I just, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like if it, everything happens for a reason, like sometimes the universe is shifting us away from something to bring something else into our life. And, you know, there was a time like back years ago when I was in the journalism world and I got through to this massive corporation and then something happened and it didn't work out. And I remember thinking why and crying and like I'd worked all my, you know, my whole life to get to that point. But then the universe had a magical way of bringing me into alignment with some the thing that I actually wanted, but I couldn't see right then. Like you said, we we, we become so obsessive on that controlling thing and have wanting that thing right now that we forget to just let it flow because everything will happen at the right moment and everything will just become easier once we surrender. And who says we can't help each other, right? <laughs> like where, yeah. did, where did that come from that we're not allowed to help each other? Because that's what divine wants us to do is to, to self-love ourselves and to teach each other the same thing. Yeah. Are you familiar with, um, do you follow any of Abraham Hicks? It's p- parts of it, but I, I, yeah, there's, um, yeah, there are a few things on Hay House that I've heard and I love some of the things that has been said. Okay. Time. So I, I love, um, like when I'm making breakfast or something after my meditation hall, um, she does live events and I've been to one and it was absolutely sensational. If you ever get an opportunity, it is, it is so amazing how you can sit in a room and have a question that you want to ask. And obviously you, you might not get chosen because there's thousands of people. Mm. Somehow she always answers your question through other people, right? It's just, it's, it's the beauty of it's the beauty of, of um, community. But that said, um, I listened to a lot of her um, recordings and, you know, they're 10, 15 minutes, whatever. Um, but they're so powerful. And I, I have realized through her, she is always talking about 
you know, you think that you, you think that you want your life to be predictable, but she's always saying you don't. I mean, the beautiful parts are the ones that are a total surprise and you have no idea. And what if you just leaned into that? And this last year, I've just been so blown away by how many times I've had, you know, things I thought I wanted that I had to wind up letting go because it obviously wasn't my time. And then other things that I knew deep down that I wanted, but I had no attachment to, and they immediately showed up. And so it's like the things that we hold on to, to so tightly, the things we're so attached to, they, they won't come because we are, we are standing in our own way. We're resisting it until we trust and know, like know in our, in our core, in our bones that it's coming and we just set it free and know that it's going to show up. Yeah. It's going to, I mean, that's, that's just how it works. That's how the universe works. Absolutely. And if something doesn't even, like, if something doesn't come our way, it's not a bad thing. It's actually like, we didn't need that. That wasn't there to serve us. Something else better is there coming to us. Oh, something 100 million times better that you could have, you couldn't have even dreamt of it is yeah. going to show up. Right. And again, like we try to predict, we try, oh, it's got to happen in this way. And, and that was a big thing that I used to force was like, okay, I want to do this career and this is the exact path that I'm going to take to get there. And it's like, really? Like, do you want to make God and the universe laugh? Just tell them how you plan to do something and they will, they will show up and show you, actually, I have a totally different route for you that's going to be even better than you even imagined. Um, so why don't you just trust me? And like, isn't life so much more peaceful knowing that you have someone on your side? Like you, you, you show up 50% and it will show up the other 50%. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's such a powerful tool. I'm a firm believer of surrendering because surrendering allows us to become more who we are and create that inner love for ourselves and be a healthier version of ourselves as well. And just be who we were supposed to be, that mm -hmm. we were born to be as well. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just allowing ourselves to to be, again, be that inner light that we we were supposed to be and shine that and show others to do exactly the same. And I don't know about yourself, but like my name itself, Gerdy, actually is the lamp of the guru. <laughs> so I help people from the I love that. Yeah. The lamp of the guru. It's from it's helping people from the darkness into their own light. But I've always done that. Like like you were saying about before, like when we were kids, I was always helping people do that, but I didn't know I was doing it. But I was resisting it in other ways, going into different things. But like the universe, nope, I'm gonna chuck you out there and you're gonna have to shine that light. <laughs> oh my goodness. You just okay. You inspired me. I, I Googled my name really quickly. Ooh. My name literally means to elevate. There you go. I mean, oh that is, that literally brings me to like, how crazy, like, I so believe that we are born into our name. Like we, like we carry out the destiny. How cool is that is to be the light? That's so cool. To elevate others. Do you think your parents had any idea when they named you that? Um, they kind of well yeah they kind of know that because the first bit g-u-r is like guru and deep means light so if it's a bit weird how you do like interpretations from Punjabi but it basically means god's light but if in the actual interpretation it's the lamp of the guru helping others to see darkness into the light so I think they did know um yeah there must have been a reason like why they chose that name um because I know with my brother his is about strength and being um a strong person and about victory and always helping others as well like it, it's there's something in our names like you said it is 
yeah. I'm just a bit taken aback by yours. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I'm taken aback by yours. This is so neat. Now, like, doesn't it make you just like want to Google everyone you know and like look up the meaning <laughs> of their name? Yeah. It's funny because um my partner's name, his is to do with like God's light as well. It's very similar. It's really interesting how we came together. It's like it could it was a perfect match. Like it, there was no other way of putting it. Whereas I think I should look back into the old people's names <laughs> and see what that was about, because it's quite funny. Um my dear, we are coming towards the end of the show. I've just realised. Um, I had one more question for you before I forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, of course. What are your five top tips for somebody who's trying to surrender and let that love flow in? Mm. Looking back on your journey, what were the five things that you would suggest? I think we've talked about so many great ways to surrender today. I think one of the first ones I would suggest would be to... I would say take out a piece of paper and have no limits, no limits at all. Nothing is, nothing is far off. Nothing is crazy and, and start to write down and, and get, get out of your mind and onto paper. Like, what is it that brings you joy? What is it that lights you up? Um, you know, if it's in this, if it's in the realm of fitness and, and, and body image, um, you know, write down the truths, you know, are there things that, that you have old beliefs that are coming up from your childhood. You know, I think it's so freeing to be able to put that on paper and to vocalize it. Um, I was just talking to a girlfriend this morning before we hopped on and I was saying, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm having a lot of like, like neck and, and shoulder pain. And I said, it's, it's come back out of nowhere. And I said, do you think that this is like resistance that I'm having towards some things I want to do? And she said, absolutely. Um, she said, you're not speaking your truth. And, and, that, and, and guess what? The minute I started to express to her how I was feeling, my pain, 50% of it disintegrated. Like, it's just so unbelievable. That's why I'm a big believer in, you know, maybe it's therapy, but having someone to talk to, to vocalize the things that you're feeling, to get them out because otherwise your body is holding it and it, it will manifest in different ways, in different injuries. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of different ways. So the first would be, you know, to get things on paper. The second is I'm a huge, um, a huge proponent for having some type of a morning routine. It doesn't have to be long, drawn out. You can do lots of different things. You could journal. Um, you could do a short meditation. You could listen to music. And also I want to be really clear about meditation. Um, I don't think it has to look any certain way. Maybe you meditate while you're out walking on a trail. Um, it, mm -hmm. There's so many different ways that it can look. So I think we get, sometimes get caught up in the perfectionism of meditation has to be me sitting in a chair with my palms up. <laughs> and it, it doesn't have to be, but I know I got caught up in that for a long time. So that would be my second um, encouragement is have that time in the morning you'll notice just an, an incredible elevation in your, um, your joy and how you show up in the world. The third, in order to surrender, it, it causes us to just trust in, trust in who we are and trust in the goodness of the world and, and seeing things um, happening for you, not to you. And, and also understanding that you are manifesting the very things that you're ruminating on. So if you are having joyful thoughts and you're ruminating on them, you're going to bring in more joyful things into your life. If you're ruminating on negative things and, um, you know, constantly have, you know, your head in the toilet, then 
those are the things that are going to show up for you. So the, the thoughts are really powerful. Um, four would be the, the self care. You know, I think surrendering can also come in the form of, um, you know, doing things for pleasure, whether it's a bath, whether it's, uh, spending time with a girlfriend, a movie, you know, having a long walk or a yoga session. I think that can be really, really, uh, transformative. And the last thing with surrendering is, um, knowing that it's an inner job and knowing that you are the only one that really holds the key to making that happen. I believe that it can be enhanced by and supported by many people around you. But at the end of the day, it's also a beautiful thing to know that, that you really hold the key to that. And the sooner that you are willing to, to kind of let go and um, let the universe or God or whatever you believe guide you, that's really where the, the beautiful journey and the transformation starts to come through. through. I love those five top tips. And I really believe the one that you said about meditation is so important. Like so many people will go to like, you know, all these classes and it, it is really good to go to, you know, to kickstart your journey in meditation. However, nobody knows how to meditate better than you. You know your own style, your own routine. And we had um, David G on last year, and that was so interesting, what he was saying about how um, he was when he, he went to a class when he was at university and how this guy used to hit them on the back with this stick or something um, when they were meditating. He goes, that's not right. And the guy said, no, I'm, I'm the master. I know better. And he just stopped going there, and he just trusted in his own meditation style and believed in himself. And I think that is key that we should go, if, if we don't know where to start, go and try and learn a tool from somebody, but then create your own meditation. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, you know, there's no, there's no time period that it has to be, I think, start small. I think it's really important to, you know, don't expect that you're going to hop into a 10 minute meditation. Maybe that might sound easy to someone. Let me just tell you how difficult it is to sit still mm-hmm. for 10 minutes, which probably means we need it more than ever. Let's start with two minutes, move to five minutes you know, move your way up. Also understand that certain days you might have more time than others. Um, I believe it's the exact same as when we fuel our bodies. Some days you'll eat more, some days you'll eat less. The body knows, you know, it's, it's a, it's an amazing, it's an amazing creature and machine. And when we can really get connected with it, it has all the answers inside. It's just that often we look outside ourselves for people to tell us the answers. And that, often just winds up leading us down a path that doesn't feel true. And then we come full circle and realize I'm actually the one that really knew my body best. Yes. Yeah, that is so true. And sometimes when you're meditating in the beginning, it's not going to be easy. You're going to cry and things are going to come up. Like nobody, I remember first going into my meditation, not realizing and that, you know, I thought, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to meditate and everything's going to be great. And I'm going to be like, la 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 la, like, you know, running in the fields and everything and being super happy. Nope. The first few months, it was like, let's get the shit out. <laughs> You're releasing. There's yeah. so much release that's coming up. Yeah. And I, and I think we've got to remember all of us that for some, it might, it might be like where they're running through the fields, but for others, there might be a lot of work that needs to be done. And if you are feeling that heavy energy, just keep going because it will get lighter and it will get easier and just trust in that process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also it can be done at any time of day. If you miss it in the morning, it's not like, again, I'm going to relate it to food. Let's <laughs> say that you don't have the best breakfast and lunch. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to sabotage your dinner. Like if you don't get a meditation in the morning, 
It can happen in the afternoon. It can happen at night. It can happen any time of the day. Living in the gray area and not having such strict black and white rules is really going to help you to release the pressure and to be able to surrender to the moment, you know, tap into the moment. It's like when we live in the black and white, it's like, oh, it's, it's past 7 a.m. You know, I missed my meditation instead of, instead of getting to three o'clock and being like, you know what? I'm feeling really agitated. I, I really think that I could benefit from a five minute meditation right now. Um, mm. And that's, that's been a big learning lesson for me because I, I do like to have my routine but I also realized that the massive benefit in being open and letting things, letting things just happen as they will, that flow is such a beautiful thing. And when you learn to let that flow carry over into the rest of your life, like not working as hard, which sounds crazy, um, you know, infusing more joy will actually sometimes bring you more money, makes you more successful. Like it's just amazing how backwards I think society um, has things. So it's, it's kind of fun. It's like a game. It really is a game, Gertz. And there's a book I would recommend. It's called Think and Grow Rich. So not Think and Grow Rich. It's called Think and Grow Rich by Pam Grout. It's such a fun book. It was one of my first books kind of like getting into the spiritual realm. It's not overly woo-woo. So it's a really good place for people to start if they're kind of just curious about things. Um, and she does this like 28-day challenge where you start to, you know, just discover different things you appreciate and, you know, manifesting different things. And, and that really got me wildly, um, excited and just, you know, then I, you know, started to overflow into so many other spiritual teachers, but, um, just a really fun, encouraging, great read. She's such a gifted writer, such a gifted writer. So, um, she's got a lot of books that are on the New York times bestseller. So highly recommend those if people are kind of intrigued and interested, but maybe not as woo-woo as, as you and I. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate that. And thank you for being on the show because, wow, what a journey. I would have not expected this conversation between us. And us. Me either. I know. And I totally feel like I hijacked our conversation and took it in a totally different realm. <laughs> no, no, it was supposed to flow this way. And that's what I love about it, having these conversations, because we're just trusting in what needs to be shared for today and allow it just to flow. And that was beautiful. And it was amazing to hear your story, like how far you've come from last year as well. And like being in your spiritual journey and just allowing everything to surrender and I know we talked about self-love and relationships, but it is so true that surrendering and self-love are very similar. So similar. And they, they very much, I mean, I can truly say I'm happier in my marriage than I ever have been. And I, I, I don't, I didn't think that I was unhappy. Um, but when you raise your vibration and you realize the, the other levels of joy and happiness and abundance, um, it is so beautiful. And just the fun that I'm able to have. And instead of being so critical about the little things and really like practicing what I preach and applying these things to my marriage has, has truly transformed. And it's, it's, it's really, really cool. And in a lot of ways, um, I'm, I'm so grateful for this journey because um, I truly believe that we don't have to have conflict um, that oftentimes we, we create that because again, that upper limit, like we think that it has to be present. And so what I really leaned into GERDs is that the conflict doesn't have to be there and that I will notice myself kind of like creating a fight or creating an argument if things have been going really well. And instead saying, it's okay. It's okay that things are going really well. You don't have to sabotage yeah. that. 
It's so true. Yeah, wow. You're right. It's so true. It's it's again, it's all just allowing ourselves to shine. To shine yeah. and let it flow. And not being afraid of our own light, which is it, it can be hard. Um but when you become less afraid of your own light and more tapped into who you are, that's when it makes it a lot easier for you to support others in shining their light. Um, if you're afraid to shine yours, it, it's very hard to watch other people shine theirs because it's projection, right? You want something that they're doing and it's hard to watch that. Absolutely. Yeah, that is so true. Ali, thank you so much for sharing everything and thank you for, sh- for just being yourself and just being so honest and sharing everything about your journey and who you are and you know how much self-love has become part of your world and keep shining your inner light with others and just keep being the best version that you can oh well thank you for your kind words this was a real big gift I had a lot of aha moments from the things that you shared and it's it's such a beautiful thing when you know two people can be connected and such a divine way. And, um, you know, there's been so much time that's passed and yet I feel like it was just yesterday that we talked. And I I think that's a really cool sign of, um, just a great connection and also just maturity and knowing that you don't have to talk to someone all the time to still be so deeply connected. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Well, even from day one, when we first spoke, there were so many similarities with us. It was just like, yep, I already know you. (laughs) We do. I'm sure we met in a past life. Yeah. <laughs> what a great show with Ali Retty. I had so many aha moments with her and it's so powerful when we can share our own stories and help others to shine their own inner light. Unfortunately, that's the end of the show. Before I leave, I want to leave you with this quote. In the present moment, awareness awakens your innocence, your trust, your love, your eternal being. That's a quote by Deepak Chopra. For more information about the show and Ali's details, visit www.girdshundle.com. And remember, stay happy, stay healthy, stay lit. lit. <laughs>